Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the two-game NBA uh, playoff slate on Friday. If you're a first-time viewer, welcome. I do cover DraftKings for NBA, uh, USFL, and eSports. Also making content for Price Picks and NBA Top Shot. Um, the sponsor of today's video, guys, is Super Draft. You can use the link in the description below for a $50 match and a $50 deposit. Again, I'm so excited to be working with Super Draft. Um, there's a couple different ways you can play. They do have a uh, player prop stuff and they also have multiplier formats where how it works is, um, you know, usually the good players are around one X multiplier while, you know, the bench players are, you know, 1.5 to anywhere up to two X. So a little bit different way to play DFS and they do have some decent sized contests as well. So again, guys use that code DKDFS. It is linked down below. And if you guys are looking for more in-depth content, I do offer that on patreon.com. Uh, just like I said, been an amazing, amazing playoffs. Um, probably should have brought this up before, but once again, more big winners. Uh, no real surprise. Uh, it's been um, daily routine here. Christopher almost taking down the big FanDuel tournament. I think he finished in seventh. Was it? Yeah, seventh, winning 500 bucks. Um, congrats, man. It, it could have been a huge night for you. Um, Shahid with a nice takedown, um, $100 off 10. And then more big winners in the Discord as well. First place in $4,000. Um, yeah, like I said, we're having a lot, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so that is that. Let's recap uh, my lineup from yesterday. So um, yeah, once again, very easily cashed, almost a 3x night for me. Um, it's been, like I said, cashing like 80% rate in tournaments so far. Uh, one of the few times I did not cash uh, was when Draymond got ejected. Um, and I still even cashed when Garrett Payton got injured a couple days ago. So um, we've been just riding this hot streak. It feels good. Um, so let's go over my lineup. Uh, once again, I went heavy in the later game, the Dallas-Phoenix team. Uh, my, my take on Patreon was I really liked Phoenix. Phoenix is my favorite team to target. Uh, worked out in a pretty solid way. Uh, there weren't a lot of high scores uh, on this slate, but yeah, I played five guys from Phoenix. Um, unfortunately, that game blew out. Starters got pulled with about four minutes left. If that game did not blow out, uh, I would have been looking at a much bigger night. Also, we got the DeAndre Aiden foul trouble, but JaVale McGee was in foul trouble too. I was just so tilted about that because if McGee didn't get in foul trouble himself there, He's breaking the slate. Um, so he still had a solid game, but man, if McGee could have kept his hands to himself and played like 20, 25 minutes, he's going for 35 plus, right? So, oh, that was tilting. But yeah, so in the early game, I just had Paul Reed and Bam in a bio. Bam was solid. I didn't mention I liked Jimmy as a pivot off of Bam. The ownership was way too wide. Again, overreactions to one game, right? You saw Bam in contests like 60 plus percent. Jimmy was like 10%. And we covered that. I was like, I like Jimmy as a pivot um, off of Massive Chalk Bam. If you did go there, that uh, you did get rewarded. Paul Reed, uh, he played more minutes. However, he wasn't as productive. Um, I'm fine with it, though. I'll play him in that spot again uh, for a, a good point per minute guy. Um, and it looks like Embiid's not going to play. We'll see. It's kind of like the Devin Booker situation. They still have a chance that Embiid could, could get ruled in before tomorrow. But we'll keep an eye on that. And then in the late game, I basically just stacked Phoenix with Luka. So I had Booker, Bridges, uh, Payne, and Crowder. I mentioned I really liked uh, Crowder for value. He was low-owned again and smashed again. And then uh, Payne and McGee were, were both fine. Um, again, as far as 
you you always had to look at the slate overall. Like there is a lot of chalk boss, right? Massive chalk. PJ Tucker was a bust. Vincent bust. You know, a lot of the Miami Heat value busted. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith was a huge bust. Aiton was a huge bust. So even though there's only three, again, it doesn't matter, but there's only three fire emojis on the entire slate. It, that stuff doesn't matter. Like I said, you have to look at the context of the slate. And if you avoided a lot of those busts, like I did, um, I knew it was going to be a pretty solid night. So once again, a great night for myself. Um, hoping to keep this going, guys. Uh, and we have the same we're, same exact slate. We're running it back. Kind of weird scheduling uh, how there's no games Thursday and then we're back to the same games that were played yesterday. But, hey, it is what it is. So we'll start off with the Miami. And once again, they have everyone listed as questionable. Now, the only guy that's truly questionable is Kyle Lowry here. Um, and so that would be pretty significant if, if Kyle Lowry is, and that's really going to hurt the value here from Miami. Um, so that, that's big news to talk about, but Lowry coming back really doesn't hurt Jimmy and bam too much. I mean, if Lowry is back, that's more ball handling for Lowry and less ball handling for Jimmy, but I still think Jimmy would be a decent play either way would play, you know, probably 38 or so minutes. He's a guy that can contribute in a lot of different ways. And then bam at eight one, if there's no Embiid, I think it still makes for a good play. If Embiid plays, I'm not as excited about playing Bam. So um, that is one, like I said, we'll monitor the status of Embiid. I know Embiid already got ruled out, but the team said there's a chance they could still rule him in before tomorrow's game. And then, as I said, if Lowry plays, it just really hurts everyone. Like, Vincent's completely out of, completely out of play. Struss would be overpriced. Oladipo would be a bit overpriced. Hero would probably be a bit, like... It just really hurts everyone on Miami if Kyle Lowry plays. So that's huge news. Now, if Lowry misses, um, I mean, Hero's played well first couple games of the series. I think he's a fine tournament play. Um, the mid-range options like Struess, uh, Vincent, and Oladipo. Once again, my favorite would be Oladipo. Mentioned him as my favorite last time. He was the best of the value. And it's just because he's a relatively high usage player when he's on the court. And I said there's a chance if he plays well, he closed. Well, he did play well, and he closed. So... Um, if there's no Lowry, I think Oladipo is obviously a solid value. And then Tucker was a very popular value play last slate. He busted. Um, I would say he, he's uh, due for a bounce back here. But the price had increased to 4-5, so it was a little bit trickier to uh, feel feel good about P.J. Tucker. Um, I don't really have much interest in Martin unless you think this game blows out. Um, he'll probably only play you know, around 15 or so minutes. And then once again, I'll mention Dwayne Dedman. I mentioned him as a sneaky Large field tournament play in my last video. We talked about how box score watchers were just going to completely write him off because he only played four minutes. Well, we dug into it more, right? He had five fouls in four minutes, and um, he did get the backup five run to BAM, and he was in the winning lineup. If you go back to see who won the 100K, Dwayne Dedman was in the winning lineup. So I'll mention him again. He played 11 minutes. He's going to play that backup five run. He will be productive when he's on the court. Um, so once again, I think he's in a viable punt play at the flat min price. All right. And, and then Philadelphia, obviously it just depends on Embiid, right? So, um, we will see about this again. The, the team did not rule out him uh, actually playing tomorrow. Even like, it's weird. Like they ruled him out, but like they said he can still play. So like why, I, I don't, whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll monitor it. So if Embiid plays, um, I think of the spend ups for Philly, Embiid would be my favorite at 10 four. Um, would rather go to Embiid over Harden, rather go to Embiid over or Harrison Maxey. Now, if Embiid misses, then we got to consider these Philadelphia guys. Do or die time. Um, Harden at 9K has kind of been quiet over the first couple games, but he is the guy with the highest floor uh, due to the fact that he'll be doing a ton of the ball handling. 
Um, I mentioned that I liked Maxi uh, the most of the secondary 76ers. That worked out in a big way just because I said, uh, you know, he's going to be lower owned because people are going to chase the Tobias Harris scheme. And it was correct. A lot more people went to Tobias over Maxi. Um, and Maxi outperformed him. But um, yeah, Maxi and Tobias will just kind of be secondary options there. Um, if Embiid plays, they're probably, I don't think I can get to either. And then Paul Reed. So I got in massive foul trouble game one. Um, you know, had a great game in limited action. Game two, he played a lot more, but didn't have as good of a game. I think both are outliers. And then game one was an outlier of he's not going to average two fancy points per minute. I think game two was an outlier of he's not going to average like half a fancy point per minute. Um, I think he's going to average around, you know, a point per minute, maybe slightly uh, above that. If we get 25 or so minutes and read again, I do think he makes for a decent uh, value, assuming Embiid is out, right? And then the dust of DeAndre Jordan still got run, played 13 minutes. Um, I would rather take the shot of Paul Reed for a little bit more. Danny Green has been awful. Uh, one of 10 shooting. Um, the price had dropped a bit on him. I mean, if he knocks down the shots, he can have a decent game. So he's playable for tournaments. And if you played Niang, I really feel for you. I mentioned that I like Niang as a pivot off of Chalk, Maxi Kleba. And Niang was actually having a good game and probably would have outperformed Kleba. But he fouled out in 10 minutes. I mean, that is just absurd. So if there is no Embiid, you're going to get some small ball Niang at 3-7. Um, I think he's, once again, a decent GBP play. The rest of Philly, you did see a little bit of run for Porkmaz, um, but 18 minutes. If there's no Embiid again, sure. You can take a shot in him for tournaments. You can take a shot at a thigh ball. Um, Milton didn't play last game. or played one minute. So um, if you want to take like a dart on Porkmaz or thigh ball in a large field tournament, you can. But I think my favorite of these like, really cheap 76 would probably be Niang. And then Phoenix and Dallas, once again, the game I have more interest in on the slate. But that is, again, dependent on Lowry and Embiid news. But, yeah, for Phoenix, I think both the guards look pretty good here in Paul and Booker. Booker at 8-5 um, still feels a little bit underpriced. He'll play around 40 minutes in competitive game. And then Chris Paul is a little bit of a higher floor um, due to the fact of the peripheral stats. He had another big game. Um, I like both the Phoenix guards here. Um, I don't really have a super strong lean now that Chris Paul is a little bit cheaper than Booker. That feels about right. So they both look pretty similar to me and Paul and Booker. Uh, no real strong takes on those uh, two Phoenix guards. DeAndre Ayton, I like his bounce back. He got in massive foul trouble and only played 18 minutes. I think on average, we're going to get about 35 minutes from him. He should be able to have his way against Dallas front court. So don't mind Ayton there. In the mid-range, we know we're getting out of Bridges. I think he's a super safe play. Probably going to get you, you know, 25 to 30 uh, fancy points. Probably going to play 40 plus minutes. So I think he's a safe option. I think Crowder's a relatively safe play too if he can stay out of foul trouble. Um, played 29 minutes last game. I think we're going to get around 30 from him. So... Um, no issue going to Crowder again. Cam Johnson got in a bit of foul trouble at 4.6, only played 17 minutes. I think on average we'll get low 20s minutes from him, which makes him a viable tournament play. And then the two cheap plays in Payne and McGee, once again, I think are viable. Now, Cam Payne got his minutes slashed last game. Um, he did play a little bit in garbage time. Oh, that is top shot. Sorry about that. Let me bring that to another screen. Um, okay, fine. Okay, cool. We're still there. Um, sorry about that. I was in, in the queue for top shot. Um, let me just buy this playoff pack real quick while it loads up. <clears throat> okay. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about campaign while it's loaded. So, um, yeah, campaign, I mean, he was going to come in a little bit earlier in that game in the third quarter, but then he got waved off because Chris Paul started to take over late in the third. So Payne got his minutes caught a bit. 
I think on average, we're going to get around 15 or so minutes in pain, which still makes him playable. He was very popular last night, about 40 plus percent in high stakes. I would guess because of recency bias, that will drop. And if it drops, uh, makes me like pain more. Uh, and McGee, 3-2. Uh, I mean, he only played 10 minutes, but you see why I was so high in JaVale McGee of he doesn't need a lot of run to get there. And if he if he doesn't get in foul trouble here, he is breaking the slate. He went for 15 fancy points in 10 minutes. He's going to play the backup five role. The only reason Bismack Biembo played last game is because both Aiton and McGee were in foul trouble. So um, I think McGee, once again, is a, is a solid punt play there at a very cheap price point. And then finally on the Dallas side, it's a must-win game here for Dallas. Luka Doncic, 11-6. I mean, he's the safest spend-up. He's going to play 40-plus minutes. Must-win. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd spend a ton of time to tell you that Luka Doncic is a good play on a small slate here. Um, all right, Jalen Brunson at 6.4. So I think he's an okay option in the mid-range. Back-to-back games where he's gotten in foul trouble. I think that will keep his ownership relatively low. Um, but besides the last two games, he's been pretty consistent putting up some solid games, even with Luca playing. So, um, I think he is uh, still a viable option here. And I think the ownership will be pretty low on a small slate. Jordan Finney-Smith got in massive foul trouble. If you played him last slate, you got very unlucky. Um, only played 20 minutes. So basically played uh, half the minutes he usually does. Um, but at 5-5, five, five, uh, I think he's fine. Most likely gets you around 25 fancy points. So, still playable. Bullock had a decent game at 5-4. He avoided foul trouble. Put 37 minutes, one for 25. Again, you kind of know what you're getting out of those two guys. Dinwiddie at 5-2. Um, Minutes-wise for him, I think 25 to 30 off the bench. He started hot, but then really cooled off in the second half. More of a tournament option for me. And then Max Kleba, I think he's a fair value. He'll probably be pretty popular um, for salary relief. Again, played 28 minutes. I think on average, we're going to get about 25 minutes from him. Again, they can spread out Phoenix with playing Kleba. So, um Decent value play. Dwight Powell, 3-6, has been really bad over the first couple games, 16 and 13 minutes. However, he was in some foul trouble last game. I think he makes her an interesting tournament option of, you know, he's going to be very low owned after these three games. But you don't have to go back to, like, Dwight Powell can get you, you know, 15 to 20 fancy points in limited time. So um, he'll get some alley-oops from Luka. I think he's a decent uh, GPP play. Probably it. I mean, I know you saw Bertans have it have an okay game in 19 minutes, but there was just massive foul trouble in the Dallas side. Dorian Finney-Smith foul trouble. Brunson foul trouble. Um, Dwight Powell foul trouble. So on average, maybe you get about five to 10 minutes in Bertans. I just don't think it's enough for me to to go there. And kind of the same thing with Josh Green, right? The flatman price. So he'll most likely play a little bit, but it's just not enough for me to consider him, even on a small slate. So that's going to wrap it up for the video, guys. Again, if you do enjoy, just make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Appreciate everyone as always, and I'll see you all in the next video.